This is episode 191, Find Yourself When You Feel Lost with Priscilla. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. As always, thank you for listening. And thank you to all of you who've been heading over to iTunes and rating the show and writing reviews. That always means so much to me. I also love when you share on Instagram or Facebook and tag me. I always like to see what your ahas are from the podcast. And when you share the show, more people can learn from it. We can have a bigger tribe and community. And that always makes me very, very happy. Couple of things before we dive into this show. So, first off, few spots left for my retreat in Hawaii. It's at an incredible place called Lumeria, and a little more on that later. Really, this is going to be an epic retreat. I know that just going to Maui and staying at a place like Lumeria is going to bring forward so much magic and so much healing and so much creativity. And since this is the first retreat that I'm opening to men, women, and couples, I know there's going to be some profound shifts. I think that's something that's coming up for all of us and and really is happening kind of globally is this balance between masculine and feminine energies, both inside ourselves and in relationships. And I don't just mean romantic relationships. You know, all of us have relationships with the opposite gender. And so learning to balance our own masculine and feminine energies is just part of evolving and, and becoming a healthier human being. So you can go to christinehasler.com slash Hawaii or email jill at christinehasler.com. The other announcement that I have is that my next monthly group teaching and coaching call is going to be May 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific. These have been incredible. I host them on Zoom. So I'm on video. You can see me and I come and teach for a bit. I guide you through meditation and then I dive straight into coaching. And what's amazing about these calls is unlike the podcast, you're in a group environment where you can really just be there and feel the energy of the group. And since it's not something that I air publicly, a lot of times, you know, more of you are comfortable with that. So it's a great way to get coaching from me. Also the podcast waitlist is over the 100s right now. I get, I get as many people on as I can, but I can only coach 52 people a year because there's only 52 weeks. So if you want to join for the next group Zoom call, it's only $20, go to christinehassler.com slash group. And this month we actually don't have that theme since we had so many people that wanted to get coached last month. I am just opening it up to group coaching. So about 90 minutes of coaching. I will guide everybody through meditation though and teach a little bit because I can't help myself. So I am coming to you right now from Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta is in Northern California and it's an incredible vortex. And I'm sitting in the kitchen really at the foot of the mountain and it just takes my breath away. Mount Shasta is known for being the root chakra of the world. So chakras are like energy centers. And if you Google, you know, world chakra map, you'll see that there are different chakra centers throughout the world. And Mount Shasta is said to be the root chakra. Well, a lot of people also say it's the crown chakra or, you know, the chakra on the top of your head. I don't know. 
whatever it is known for, I can just say being here is incredibly powerful. On the drive out here, I felt all this tingling and sensation that I could say was painful, but it really wasn't. It was more discomfort all through the back of my neck and up to the top of my head. And as soon as I got here and like was in front of the mountain, it stopped. But what I've been noticing here is that stuff's coming up for me, mostly around letting go of control, which is like a freaking life lesson for me, but it's really, really in my face. I've been dealing with more anxiety than normal lately. And, and I can't pinpoint it to any specific thing. Like my life is great. It's almost like I'm having an upper limit problem and I feel I'm kind of going to my next level of evolution. And when that happens, often <laughs> we can have some very interesting side effects. So being here in Mount Shasta has really whew, brought all that forward for me. And I, I came out here because I wanted to work on my next book, Stephanos is at a men's retreat. So I have this beautiful time to myself and I thought, oh, I'm just going to work on my book and it's going to be so great. But I haven't been able to. I've really had to work my process and just be with what is presenting and letting go of my attachment to working on the book and, and what my system is needing, my body, my spirit, my nerves is needing is just to be and just to rest and not to be in any kind of work mode. You know, I posted something on Instagram. By the time you hear this, it'll be last week. If you don't follow me on Instagram, go to christinehassler.com. But let me find it here. And it was one of those inspirational memes I said. It says on it, get ready to level up mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually, energetically. It's all coming. And then I wrote, yes, Anne, posts like this require a bit of a warning as well. Leveling up is not always pleasant. It takes letting go of the things that are keeping you where you are. Those things may include relationships, careers, identities, especially behavioral patterns like people pleasing or hanging on to control that have protected you for years. It means taking off masks and letting go of who you thought you needed to be. And that shit is scary. <laughs> which is why so many of us don't level up. It gets hard to trust the uncertainty of what's ahead, so we stay in the familiar. Plus, as we are leveling up, or more accurately put, evolving as humans, the ego clings even harder to the old ways of being. And that couldn't be a more perfect setup for today's coaching call with Priscilla. She's asking me, you know, how do I feel happy again? I feel like I've lost myself and now I'm in this place of depression and I don't know how to find myself again to get back to feeling happy. But what we discover is she wasn't really authentically happy. She was in a pattern of pretending and people pleasing. So she's actually closer to herself than she's ever been. But because she's leveling up, a lot of depression and fear is coming forward. I really encourage you to listen to the entire call. There's a lot of gems that come through and also the breakdown at the end of the call. So as you're listening to my coaching session with Priscilla, consider, do you feel a bit lost? Like you don't know what your purpose is or do you feel lost and you're trying to get back an old identity? Like you're trying to get back to a part of you from the past because that feels familiar and really consider, is that part of you that you're trying to get back to, that you're trying to like bind again, is that really you in the first place? Also, what behavioral patterns or strategies, this is something we talk about a lot on the show, did you have to develop to stay safe? 
to get love, to get protection? Do you have to be a people pleaser, controlling, overachiever? And finally, do you identify as someone who's a bit codependent at times? And if so, are you ready to actually start getting your own needs met by yourself instead of looking for someone else to meet them or meeting someone else's above your own? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Priscilla. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsors for this week. I always choose sponsors that are really just things that I use and my favorite products. So you've heard me talk about Rothy's before. Rothy's are the most comfortable, stylish shoes that I have, and they make their shoes out of recycled plastic water bottles. And they're insanely comfortable and machine washable. They've grown to be the most loved gotta have brand. It's no surprise they have over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, like I said, washable. They're the perfect flats for anyone on the go. I've given up my heels. I've thrown them out. I really just wear Rothy's because they come in a wide range of colors and patterns. They're available in four different shapes and they're always launching new styles. So go to rothys.com slash over to get your new favorite flats. And remember, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free return and exchanges. No risk, no worries, no reason not to try. Again, rothys.com slash over. I also want to thank Organifi. Oh my goodness, do I love Organifi products. This incredible line of superfoods and supplements. I use their probiotics. I use their protein powder. I love their turmeric gold and I really love their greens mix. Like I mentioned, I'm out in Mount Shasta right now and the elevation does get to me at times. And I have found the one thing that really, really helps me with elevation is the Organifi greens. I take some on the plane before I go. I take some when I'm here. Usually when I'm at home, I only take one packet a day, but in elevation, I take two and it really, really helps me feel grounded. It helps me deal with the elevation. It helps me acclimate and it's a great way to get my greens on the go. So go to Organifi.com slash over it to get 20% off any Organifi products, not just the greens. Check them out. Really look at the turmeric gold. It's so delicious. Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-F-I.com slash over it for 20% off. All right. And now on to my coaching call with Priscilla. Priscilla, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi. So the main thing I am struggling with right now is that I feel like I have lost myself and I've lost who I am and my place and everything. And with that, I have a lot of depression and anxiety and I just kind of want to find myself again and love myself again and just kind of be happy because it's been a long couple of years since I felt happy with myself. Mm. How do you feel you've lost yourself? Can you be more specific? I used to be in a very strong codependent relationship and I felt like I invested so much of my personal time and myself to try to help him and try to help change him and try to be there for him that I eventually just lost myself. Mm -hmm. And even now that we're not together, he's still the father of my child. So Mm -hmm. I still have to see him and I find myself being triggered a lot by him And it just all started with me kind of losing myself, trying to 
help him so often. Mm -hmm. And before this relationship and before you feel like you've lost yourself in it, do you really feel like you knew who you were before then? Do you really feel like you had found yourself before and then lost yourself? I felt like I didn't exactly know who I was exactly, but I was always happy. I was a lot more positive and I loved myself a lot more. I was Mm -hmm. still trying to figure out where I was, but it was more of a positive type of aura or atmosphere about myself that I lost when I kind of met him. Gotcha. So you still had self-esteem and self-belief even though, because it's interesting when we say lost myself and find, found myself, right? It's like, what are we really looking for? Like, what do mm-hmm. you think, what do you think you're really looking for, Priscilla? I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm missing something and I don't know what it is. And that's what's causing me to be depressed and have anxiety and not mm-hmm. like myself or my body. So I just don't know exactly what I'm missing that I'm trying to find. Well, maybe let's just be curious about this together. So maybe okay. maybe you didn't really lose yourself. Maybe this relationship just really illuminated a part of you that's been wearing a mask for most of your life. Maybe there was a mask you put on at a very young age that sort of it was your job to be happy and it was your job to make other people feel happy. That kind of makes sense because growing up, my parents didn't really communicate well with me. So I grew up not knowing how to communicate. And it was very like, don't show them you're scared. You know, don't show them that you're angry, like kind of hide it under the rug and suck it up type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Who do you think you needed to pretend to be because of that? I felt like I needed to pretend to be a lot more happier than Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was. Yeah. So maybe this phase that you're in now is actually not you being lost. Maybe the discomfort you're in right now is actually you finding yourself because you're finally able to be more authentic. Because you're finally able to take off the mask of stuffing your feelings and pretending to be happy even when you weren't and convincing yourself that you're happy because you didn't want to feel sad because you didn't want to upset other people. And that's the way that you grew up is that you had to just make sure everyone else was okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that until you said it right now. Mm -hmm. And it it makes a lot more sense because it wasn't until recently that like the last two or three months that I decided I really needed to work on myself and change myself. So all my emotions are still really fresh and raw right now. Yeah. Well, there's nothing you need to change. It's more about removing layers. So Mm -hmm. much of kind of when we work on ourselves, it's like we think we need to add all these things and and be different when really it's about taking off the mask. Because the thing about these masks we put on at very young ages and the ways we get into pretending, all of us pretend in different ways. Like very few people grow up feeling safe enough to truly be themselves. So that's Mm -hmm. why so many of us as adults feel lost is because it's been so long. You know, if you had lived in a city until you were three and then you moved away and you came back to that city at like 65, you wouldn't know your way around (laughs) because you, you wouldn't, you know, some part of it would feel familiar, but 
your sense of navigation would be off because you would have been living somewhere else your whole entire life. So these masks that we put on, they become so comfortable because we wear them 24 seven that that's who we think we are. So it sounds to me like you think you're supposed to be this happy person with no emotion. And now that you're having emotion and you're not quote unquote happy, you're making that mean you're lost, but maybe you're actually closer to yourself than you've ever been. So does that mean that I'm not as happy as a person as I thought I was, or does that just mean I'm discovering new things because I'm realizing "Mm, I had a mask on this whole time? What do you think? (laughs) Oh, it makes sense what you're saying. And I'm just kind of realizing and absorbing everything. But now that I think about it in the terms that you said, it, it makes a lot more sense because I always was wanting to please other people and Mm -hmm. sometimes so much so trying to please myself and lie to myself kind of saying that I'm this more happier outgoing person than I really am and these last couple months that I'm really digging in and trying to figure myself out and I'm really starting to realize am I really that person or was that just a part of me that I thought was me? Yeah. If that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And it's not that you're not, well, first of all, happy isn't a consistent state, right? Okay. It's not like nobody's happy 24 seven, but you can be content. You can be grateful, but you're in a phase and I can, I can relate to this because I pretended a lot in my life, Priscilla, and like makes me emotional, like to think about it. And I was so good at pretending that like I had it all figured out and I was all put together that that's who I thought I was. And so there was a level of falling apart that I didn't allow myself to get to because my whole identity was wrapped up in having it together and having the answer. And especially with becoming a coach to other people at 25 years old, like most of my adult life was pretending that I knew the answers. And so it was a long time of that mask. And so when it started to come off, it was scary. It was terrifying in so many ways. And I was very sad and I had a lot of grief. Well, what I had was anxiety right? But when I went Mm -hmm. under the anxiety, what was there was grief. And so what I feel like you call depression is just repressing some grief and some anger about like you kind of living your life outside in, you living your life for other people so much so that you got into relationship with, you know, somebody that you had to, it sounds like maybe he was a narcissist, you know, somebody that you had to take care of or, or, or whatever. We don't really need the labels, Mm -hmm. but I just want to assure you that you're okay. You're just in a phase. And this is actually really a good thing. The thing that isn't good about it is your judgment Mm -hmm. of it. For some reason, more so than ever now too, I'm just finding myself for some reason, just constantly hating my body, hating how I look, hating myself and Yeah. 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 So all that anger that it's probably in there towards others because you're not expressing it, you're turning it on yourself. Because again, this goes with the mask of, I have to be good for others. Mm -hmm. So 
instead of getting angry at others, and I don't mean you have to call up your parents and call up this guy and scream at them. This is something that you can do. And what I call my temper tantrum technique and release writing, it's something you can do in your own space of getting that anger out. But it's, it's like all that anger is trying to find an exit route. And since you're not giving it an exit route, it's expressing a self-hatred. Yeah. Can you see that? (sighs) Yeah, I could, I could see that because Part of me, when I am not liking myself and just being negative towards myself, I'm also thinking, like, why do I hate myself so much? And I find myself thinking that, too. You don't. You don't hate yourself, my love. You've just got some anger. And again, because at a very young age, you decided that it was much safer to not show your own true emotions and just make sure other people were okay. So this has been a strategy that's been there for years. And, you know, as we're up-leveling and as we're growing, it is highly uncomfortable. (laughs) It can be highly, highly uncomfortable. And we want answers and we want solutions. And I'd love to tell you, here's the three-step plan to find yourself and be happy again. But, you know, it would be a load of shit, whatever three steps I gave you. It would be a total load of shit and it would be me pretending to know the answer when this is, this is your journey. And so Mm -hmm. the biggest, I think, piece of quote unquote advice I can give you is number one, you're okay. This depression, this phase, it won't be there forever, but the only way through it is through. And instead Mm -hmm. of going into your head and going into self-hatred and judging your body, you've got to go into the sadness, into the grief, into the anger and like, let it be okay that you're not pleasing everybody right now. Let it be okay that you're not the happiest person in the room. It doesn't mean walk around like a victim and and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, give yourself permission to be real with yourself, no matter what that is, because That's truly how we quote unquote find ourselves is we're just deeply honest with what's present and we allow ourselves to feel. But so many of us, we we want to feel the happiness and we want to feel the gratitude and we want to feel the creativity and we want to feel all that, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to feel the grief and the rage and the terror and the fear. Like those things suck. Mm-hmm. But when we don't allow them, we feel anxiety and we feel, we feel depressed or we, we go, we turn to addictions. I know what you're talking about because recently I have been reading your expectation books and mm-hmm. I've been doing some of the stuff that you're talking about. And it's the first time ever that I feel like I'm actually facing things I never have faced before. Mm. And it's just so much anger and crying and for the first time ever just telling myself that it's okay to cry and it just feels weird crying but yeah you're doing great that's so what you (laughs) need you know like when I feel into you I just feel like a little bit of a lump in my chest yeah and a lot of tears (laughs) yeah I'm about to probably break down right now. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. That's part of you taking off the mask. You know, and the other thing that's important is to know, and I'll cry with you to make you feel better. (laughs) Not to make you feel better, but just because that's what's real for me. 
you know, well, the, it helps a little bit. okay, good, no problem. But it's so good to know that, you know, you don't have to do this alone. And part of taking off our masks is letting other people see us, you know, letting other people see us in our vulnerability. Yeah. And it's also just, I don't know how to handle all this either because I'm a single mother mm. of a two-year-old. Mm. So I feel like it's hard for me to try to be like a good mom instead of a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best example, so there's more self-judgment, right? More self-judgment. Yeah. So the best example that you can set is to just be a good mom to you first, right? To really to just really, truly love yourself, you know? And the good thing is with the two-year-old, they, they sleep more than you. So, you know, at, at night after, is it a boy? Yeah, a boy. Yeah. But he doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't sleep a lot. Well, but he... No, he fights it all the time. Yeah, well, he might be picking up a little bit on your energy, right? He might be picking up a little mm -hmm. bit on your anxiety, and any time that you can carve out, just like you managed to carve out this time with me, see if you can set aside some time to just let yourself cry. Just let yourself cry with no attachment to a process or an outcome or finding an answer. Because when we start taking off these masks and we start realizing that the person that we've been is like not really who we truly are deep down. Mm -hmm. There is a grieving process to that. And <laughs> yeah. there's also a, a, a just massive uncertainty because it's not like, you know, when I've been through this, it's not like, okay, here's who I've been. And then I have a crystal clear picture of who I want to be. Like, I don't know who that is. And oh, so yeah. it's like, we've got to remove all goal and all outcome from it and like allow mm -hmm. ourselves to kind of go back into just, it's almost like being a child again, right? Like you have a two-year-old yeah. and you've seen how he's developed. You've seen how mm -hmm. he's discovered his feet and then found his way to walk. And it wasn't like before he start walking, he had the thought, oh, I'm going to start walking. It was a natural process that eventually he he got. And that's kind of how these up-levelings are because that's what I really feel. It's like you're in an up-leveling. And I want to like pause for a moment and acknowledge you for getting out of that relationship. I can really feel that that was not easy. Yeah, I was with him for almost five years and my yeah. codependence just became so strong and it was just, it, it took a year and a half to kind of finally be like, I'm done. I need to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But you did it. You did it. And that's huge. <sighs> yeah. It's just a struggle knowing that I'm going to have to see him for the next 18 years. And I'm still trying to yeah. work on releasing him from the codependency part too. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing with that. Like the more you come back to yourself and learn how to, cause the thing with codependence is it, so much of it is about not knowing how to meet our own needs 
And so we either become a needy person or we just live our life taking care of other people's needs. Yeah. And so you're going to have a lot more clarity on how to deal with him in the future when you learn how to deal with your own needs. So when you're in, you know, this phase you're in is, is such like a deconstruction of old identities. And when you're in this phase, Priscilla, you can't future project because you're trying to use information you have now to imagine how things are going to be in the future. And don't okay. like really, I encourage you not to do that because it will take away it from causes anxiety. It, it <laughs> causes massive anxiety and massive fear. But what will happen is if you go deep into what's presenting right now, which is just this depression and this state of feeling, you know, lost and scared and not knowing who you are, not knowing what kind of example you're having for your son and just all of that. And I can understand how it'd be like way easier just to avoid that and just be happy and have something to distract you. But you're a, spir- yeah. you're a spiritual warrior, you know, you signed up for this on some level. And so go into it, you know, not in the sense of a pity party, but more like, you know, I give myself permission to feel, I give myself permission to feel, I give myself mm-hmm. permission to just be with what is. And I've always found that resisting the emotion is much more painful than actually going into it. I need to cry a lot more because there's a lot of things throughout the years that I've held in from not crying. And I, I know I have a lot of built up anger and sadness that I've never let myself Mm -hmm. explore. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to find yourself that, that is the route. Yeah. It's definitely hard, but it makes me, happy and I feel more relieved of talking to you right now but it's also still like a scary thought in my head of like if this wasn't who I was then who who am I really type of feeling yeah I don't know but if you think back like that pattern you know of being that yeah. uh, that that mask really the the end result is it got you into a codependent relationship you weren't happy in Mm-hmm. So I understand yeah. the fear and uncertainty of, well, who the hell am I? However, at the same time, be honest with yourself and see that whoever that old identity was really didn't get you to where you want to go. And yeah. in these times, it's not like you go crazy or lose your mind or, you know, lose the core of who you are, but there is a letting go of a certain strategy. And when we're letting go of a certain strategy, the ego, the part of our mind that likes control, when it feels it leaving, oh boy, does it grip on even tighter. Yeah. 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 So patience, gentleness, support, you know, having people in your life that you feel can, you know, support you and be with you, whether it's like a coach or a counselor or friends or whoever it is, all Mm -hmm. of those things are really important too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you make me feel so much relieved right now. Good. (laughs) And emotional. (laughs) Good. That's good. So relief comes when we hear the truth. 
Yeah. And so the, the truth is you're okay. You're not lost. You're just going through, you're just going through a process right now where the first time in your life you are taking off masks and you're letting go of an old survival strategy of meeting the needs of other people, pretending you're okay, maybe when you're not, sweeping all your emotions under the rug and smiling and laughing them off. You're ending a cycle of denying your truth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it, I definitely, after I cry and let everything out and I'm going through this po- process, I do feel the biggest sense of relief. And that Beautiful. makes me, that makes me happy too, though. So even though I'm scared to face everything and take off my mask, I feel like I have to just constantly remind myself that at the end of it, there's a, there's a positive release to make me feel better. Yeah. 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 That and remember not to be attached to outcome (laughs) and just, just know this is natural and it's the gentleness is so important. Mm -hmm. So important. The outcome based, I mean, outcome free gentleness is so important. Yeah, it's just, So I feel like it's hard because like you said, my old self is still gripping on mm-hmm. so that my old self is feeling like I need a reason to let, like, let myself break down. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how about we tell the old self that you called this lady, Christine, you trust her and she said... <laughs> It's okay for you to break for down, you know, and, yeah. and the other thing that I want to just acknowledge you for and just point out to you is that in the 24 minutes we've been talking, you've taken off your mask. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I have it. Yeah. Just emotional. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens when we take off the mask. You don't need to be scared of that emotion. You don't need to be scared of it. Yeah, I've just, I've been needing to talk to someone for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Are there other people in your life or could you hire a counselor or a coach to work through some of this with? Uh, The closest thing I have right now due to money issues is my friend Crystal or mm-hmm. like she calls me her soul family mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that but. sounds pretty awesome. So for now it's Crystal. And then I would maybe just put in your prayers that you're open to receive additional income so that you can have some additional support. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Thank you for taking off your mask with me. Thank you for helping me take off my mask. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Priscilla, for your vulnerability and for allowing me to be vulnerable with you as well. So much that was covered in this call. So not much to go over here in the breakdown, but there's a couple things I want to highlight. 
At the beginning of the call, Priscilla was saying that she feels like she was missing something. But what she was really missing was just an old pattern. What she was really missing was the familiar. She's in this place now where she's a single mom. She's finally feeling her feelings. She got out of a codependent relationship, which was sort of the pinnacle of her pattern at work. Because like she said, her parents told her at a very young age, hide things under the rug, suck it up, don't feel your feelings. So being in a relationship with a codependent was just sort of the the cherry on top. This programming that got her there has been there since she was a kid. You know, she learned, hey, I'm a people pleaser. I put my own needs under the rug. I please others. That's the perfect setup for codependent relationships. So what she's missing is the known. And so I really want to emphasize this for all of you listening. A lot of times when you feel lost and you're trying to get back to something or you want to go back to the way things were, you're not really missing a true part of you. What you're missing is the familiar. Or guess what I could say is you're not really missing a healthy part of you. What you're missing is the familiar. So, so often when we're trying to quote unquote find ourselves, it's really about letting go, like taking off the mask. Deep down, you're in there. You don't have to search externally to go find yourself. Your soul essence, your truest self is in there. It's just gotten covered up by all the masks that you've put on from a very early age, by all the survival strategies and all the ways that you've had to pretend. But often in this time where we're quote unquote finding ourselves, it does feel like we're losing our mind or we're losing a part of ourselves because it's such a deconstruction of what has been familiar and what has been linked to belonging, love, survival. So just know, and I wish, and this is, you know, part of my mission and why I do what I do is to be really real and freaking honest about what personal development looks like. I think that this industry can be very misleading to people, that it's all about positive vibes only and change your mindset and manifest stuff. And yes, all that's great. But when you're really up-leveling, when you're really, really letting go of old stuff, it can be really terrifying because a lot of anxiety comes up. A lot of fear comes up. For Priscilla, it's depression because she's been in a lifetime of suppressing things. So great. She's finally feeling depressed. She's finally out of the pattern enough of people pleasing and distracting herself by attending to everyone else's need to actually be aware that she's not happy, to be aware that she's depressed. Bravo. Awesome. Great news. But it feels like not great news because it's so unfamiliar. Please remember, happiness is not a consistent state. I said this to Priscilla. Contentment, gratitude, acceptance, presence, those are things we can aim for more consistently. But I I truly believe, you know, to be a human being on this planet, like there are going to be moments when you feel sadness, when you feel anger. Of course, those moments get get fewer and fewer and fewer as you grow because you're less triggered. However, like wanting to be happy all the time, I think is a cover up for doing the deeper work. Now, we all have different definitions of what happy is, but to me, happiness is when I feel true contentment and true gratitude. 
yes, I get happy when like the podcast does really well, or I get a cool speaking gig, or I have a great retreat, or having this amazing man come into my life. Those things all create happiness in my life. And that's the kind of that, that sort of happiness that's triggered by an external result. But sustainable happiness is really about contentment. And it's really about being real with yourself. And even be in acceptance if you're in a phase like Priscilla, if you're in a phase of, I don't know who the F I am. I don't know what's going on. I'm having anxiety attacks and panic attacks and fear. Just know you're probably in a growth process. And it's so important to have support around you. You know, when I've been in those processes, I needed people around me that told me, you're not going crazy. You're not having a heart attack. <laughs> you're really okay. You're in a phase and it's a really good thing. The other thing I wanted to highlight is how she talked about self-hatred. So I find self-hatred is extremely common among people pleasers because people pleasers are so about being happy and loving and taking care of the needs of others. There's no exit route for anger and people pleasers often are getting their own needs met. And when we aren't getting our needs met, (laughs) boy, can that create anger. So since her anger is not getting an exit route, she is internalizing it against herself, which is why I really encouraged her to do the emotional release work. And remember, I teach you how to do that in Expectation Hangover, and I really teach you and actually show you through live demo in my personal mastery course, which is christinehauser.com slash mastery. And by the way, Jill and I did a podcast episode on last week's Coach's Corner last Saturday, uh, May 4th, on mastery and what it is, and also the three free video workshop that you can take as well. So if you want information on that, go ahead, go back and listen to that Coach's Corner. So bottom line, everyone, growth can be highly uncomfortable. (laughs) There are no quick fix answers. The only way through is through. Got to go into, you know, so much anxiety and fear and panic underneath those things are sadness, grief, and anger. You know, when we're in fear, when we're in anxiety, when we're in overwhelm, it's basically because there's new energy wanting to come in, but it can't get in because old energy needs to get out, right? So let's just use me as an example. When... I'm up leveling and more spiritual energy is coming in, like more of my gifts are coming in, more intuition is coming in. That means I have to make space for it. Just like if I go and buy a bunch of new clothes, I've got to clean out some space in my closet. So a lot of times for me, when I'm in an up leveling process, I go through a lot of anxiety and even panic attacks. And for anyone who's had a panic attack, woo, do I empathize. (laughs) They are not fun. But what I have to do is go underneath the panic into the grief and, and find an exit route for whatever emotion is in there that's either belongs to me or that I've just picked up from the collective, give it an exit route so the new energy can come in. And it's taken a while to learn how to ride these waves. <laughs> you know, when we start realizing that the person we've been or pretending to be is not who we truly are, it can involve massive uncertainty. You know, it's like we don't know what is coming next and we have to remove all goal and outcome and we have to remove all kind of meaning making and just, like I said, go through it. You've often heard me say that regret is using information that you have now to go back and judge and beat yourself up for decisions in the past, which is totally unfair because what you know now you didn't know then. Oftentimes, anxiety, fear, and overwhelm comes from future projecting. It comes from, well, how am I going to handle you know, this event in the future 
when you're in a state of like, you don't have the answers, right? So it's very important not to future project when you're in any anxiety, panic, and overwhelm. Like in Priscilla's case, not future project what the next 18 years are going to be like with her son's father. Because as long as she's evolving and growing, she's going to have new tools. She's going to have a new way to relate to it. But the current place of where she is now can't see clearly how she's going to handle that. So no future projecting, just go deep into what is presenting right now and stop clinging on to parts of you that really haven't gotten you where you wanted to go. Be honest with yourself. Your old identities may have gotten you so far, but truly deeply, you know that they're not going to get you authentically where you want to go. All right, everybody. That was a doozy, eh? (laughs) A lot in this episode. Um, I feel like this is an important one to share. It's an important one to listen again. Please put it out there. I think there are a lot of people going through a lot of the uh, anxiety and fear and panic that can come with up-leveling. So the more people that have information about how normal it is to feel really scared and to feel really lost, the more people will continue to grow and not give up because we can want to give up, you know, when it gets tough, we can want to give up and go back to old strategies. You know, Priscilla, if she hadn't talked to me and she doesn't keep getting the help, then she's sort of at risk for getting in another codependent relationship or another way that she's people pleasing because those old patterns will want to come up. So let's do this together. Let's keep ourselves from backtracking and keep moving forward even when it's hard. I love you all so much, so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.